January 8th, 2019, episode 15 of the Don't At Me podcast. My name is Drew. I'm here with my boys, Brock and Jason. What's up, guys? Hey, Drew. Hey, guys. I miss you so, so much. We're back at it again. God bless. All right, today we're getting into uh, round two of the NFL playoffs, getting our pickums in. We're going to look at the leaderboard. Uh, we're looking at some NBA highlights this week uh, and obviously getting into some coffee talk. Coffee uh, talk. Boys, new year, new us, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, depends who you ask. It depends who you ask. Well, I got a question for you to ask right now. What are your guys' thoughts on New Year's resolutions? Whew, back at it again with the New Year's resolutions. Back at it again. Jason, you want to you wanna finish off from last week what you were saying? I have a quick little, uh, a quick little saying I got. Uh, New Year's pointless, as I said last week, and resolutions are pointless. They never stick. If you stick on that first day, it's not going to stick. You got to start now. There's no, oh, I'm going to start a week from now. I'm not going to start on the first you got to start now, boys and girls. So if you don't start now, it's never going to work. So all these new resolutions you see at the gym, eating healthy, most, most of the time it doesn't work. My stat line is Jason Gill's uh, study says 99% of the time it does not work. Fellas? So I, I can always admire someone wanting to quit smoking, somebody wanting to lose weight, somebody wanting to uh, better themselves. I can always respect that. You can't knock that. So it's hard for me to say that I don't like it or support it, but... I don't like how people, they, they they use the last week of the year kind of between Christmas and New Year's as like, all right, I'm going to mess myself up as much as possible. <laughs> time to indulge. Yeah, I'm going to indulge. I'm going to, you know, take advantage of this time because it's like it doesn't count. So but but say, on January 1st, we're going to restart. Yeah. Oh, Everything but, but, starts but, over. But right, just wait, right. January 1st, that day, that's that's the day that I'm going to lock it in, you right. know, well, that's with, the day. with the rest of all the world. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not because you never have. So you, either, unless you do it today and you make a conscious effort and um you're you're allocating certain resources and time to to this actual goal and it's something that you truly believe in and something that you really want to do it's not going to happen it's not a day on the calendar just because you have to buy a new calendar doesn't mean that you're going to lose more weight it doesn't mean that you're going to quit smoking it doesn't mean that you're going to you're going to start doing something that you don't do as much uh but like i said i i do like the idea of you know creating change in your life to better to empower yourself or make yourself better um but it come on people we can't make it a single day because more than likely Jason, according to jason's study like you said 99 percent, it does not work out <laughs> it's proven guys proven statistics by yours truly jason gill now that round one of the nfl playoffs has concluded we'll look at the updated standings of our pickums uh the first game we'll get into was the colts and the texans uh, looks like Brock and I both had the Colts and Jason had the Texans. So, uh, Brock, what did you see in this game? So it was it was really what I said how it would go. Um, it looks like Andrew Luck has played great. He's took advantage of that that uh, soft Texan secondary. Um, they just the Texans just weren't able to tackle this entire game. Uh, it was really the first three drives I think the Colts scored on, and then they didn't end up scoring the rest of the game. But Ty Hilton opened up that first drive with 63 total yards, and then they got the touchdown to Ebron in the red zone, like they've done the entire season. Uh, supposedly, DeAndre Hopkins had a grade three AC sprain, which is like something people don't play through. And when it's your best player on your offense and the person that's really made the whole offense go, he's first team All Pro. Um, it's it's virtually impossible to to get going when you don't have a running game. Um, Deshaun Watson himself is a little banged up, and he has been spooked, and he forces himself into uh, some bad situations sometimes. And he he doesn't turn the ball over, but he forces himself 
Um, he chooses to run maybe sometimes, and he's a little more conservative than than you would hope for when you're losing uh, 21 to zero to start a game. But I mean, it's it's pretty much went exactly how I thought. It's very hard to play a team in your own division to start the playoffs. So uh, the home field advantage didn't really matter to me so much. But uh, Andrew Luck is the real deal. He's going to be comeback player of the year. The Colts defense showed up in this one as well, holding them to a pretty pretty low yardage totals until the the end of the second half, where the Texans kind of made a, a phony fake push at the end. All right, so Brock and I came away with points after that game. Uh, the next game was Seattle versus Dallas. Uh, Brock and Jason had Seattle while I had Dallas. Jason, do you want to give us a little preview of that game? Yeah, so Seattle came with 22 with Dallas' 24. Um, so it was a slow start game with Seahawks uh, eventually scoring uh, two field goals uh, in the second quarter. Um, as well as Dallas, you know, they're known for their defense. So Russell Wilson uh, ended up with 18 out of 27 or 233 yards, only one touchdown. And I thought he was even more effective this game, but um, it seems like the Cowboys defense uh, that has been stellar as of late uh, showed up. Uh, Dak Prescott on the other side uh, finished with 22 uh, out of 33 for 226 yards with one touchdown and one uh, interception. And Ezekiel Elliott, Drew's guy, with 26 carries and 137 yards for one touchdown. Beast. He was pounding that ball with Amari Cooper as well for seven receptions and 106 yards. So the offense showed up. Dak, uh, I feel like he did a little bit better than he usually does. Uh, so Cowboys came up with a two-point victory. And now they're going to be taking out the Rams next week. Yeah, kind of ironic with these two quarterbacks. The Dak was it was actually Dak's legs that ended up winning this game for him with that uh, rushing touchdown at the end, and he had a nice scramble for a first down. It was uh, late in the game in the red zone. What a heck of a flip that was too! Right, right there on the one yard line. Yeah, man, Dak Dak Prescott really showing out for his teammates. Uh, I, I was listening to, to another uh, radio station, and they were talking about his toughness, and he may be a, an average quarterback, but you know you went over your teammates by show, displaying that kind of toughness there. Uh, one thing I do need to take away that Alan Hearns with that injury, I really felt like with that Ooh. injury they weren't gonna perform uh, perform up to par with their offense, but they, I feel like they still came with, through. I I, didn't, I don't think Alan Hearns was that part of the offense in the first place, but I just felt like it was some sort of factor. But I'm guessing after that injury they kind of bounced up. All right, the next matchup that we'll get into uh, from last weekend was the Chargers at uh, Baltimore. Uh, Brock and myself had uh, Baltimore, and Jason had the Chargers. Um, it was a 23-17 victory by the Chargers. Uh, they really held uh, Jackson uh, off his feet by stacking uh, the backfield with a lot of safeties. Uh, so, yeah, that was a good game. Uh, Brock, did you see anything specifically from that, that game? No, it was just something... Something else that I had mentioned on the podcast last week is that the the Chargers defense, or I said if Lamar Jackson could rush for 100 yards or if he could get the ball downfield that the Ravens were going to win, he was unable to do either of those. He did lead the team with rushing with, I, I want to say, 50-something yards, but they couldn't get anything going with Gus Edwards. They couldn't get anything going with uh, the other running back. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Alex, was it Alex? No, not Alex Collins. Buck uh, Allen? Not Buck Allen. Oh, Buck man. Allen blocked a punt. Um, <laughs> shout out fight on fight on but uh but yeah and like i also mentioned derwin, kenneth dixon kenneth dixon was the other one yes he, could, he couldn't get anything going but i mentioned derwin james was first team all pro as well as desmond king was first team all pro and that getting past that secondary was going to be the real the real test for lamar jackson and he wasn't able to do it but that's that's a great secondary and like drew said the chargers only used a linebacker for one uh, defensive snap which is just insane, and so they're stacking their linebackers. All three linebacking spots were were with safeties, 
So, I mean, Lamar Jackson just was faced with something he'd never seen in his short career. He finished 6-2 and two as a starter for the year. I definitely see some upside, especially fantasy upside with those legs. But, you know, honestly, I, th- I thought the Ravens would win because of that defense. And the defense really did show up. I thought they played pretty well. Um, the Chargers were just blessed with a couple short fields due to fumbling and turnovers on Lamar Jackson and the running back's fault. The last matchup of uh, round one was... Uh, Philly versus Chicago, uh, the Double Dink Bowl. Double Dink. Double Dink. Uh, so, yeah, that was a crazy game to end it. Uh, the kicker, obviously, uh, is notorious for dinking the, the goalpost. Dinking and, it up. And he doubled it up, man, to end the game. Uh, what was your guys' reaction of that? Did you guys think it was a gimme? Did you guys think that uh, the Eagles got away with one? What do you think? Uh, I was Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see the game, but I... I definitely um, had my live reaction. I was following it on ESPN. But, uh, you know, I, I said that this would be the best game. And something really interesting is Trubisky was given the ball with two minutes to go in the game, and he, he did what he had to do. He got the ball down the field in a reasonable spot to kick a, a relatively routine field goal, you know, 43 yards, I want to say it was. And um, Jake Elliott just wasn't able to – or not Jake Elliott, Cody Parkey just wasn't able to, to – to elevate it just quite enough past the fingertips of the defender, they got they got his little little paw on it. And uh, did did you guys think that he would have made it? I mean, you, you never know. You have to assume. If, I mean, if anything, did, no. If, coming into it, did you? Okay, let's say when you saw it live, do you know? I, did, I didn't see it live. Well, let's say you did. Yeah. Let's let's what? say you guys did. Would you guys think he would make it or not? Because there's some kickers where you're like, oh, he's not gonna make it at all. But this guy, what, what would? It was a classic icing the kicker moment. Yeah, he, he made, made he, he made a, the first one right. And I mean, it worked. The, the icing worked. He missed the second one. It, but the thing is, it got tipped. I mean, but it's all about you know giving your team as many opportunities to yeah. block the kick to have yeah. them miss it. No, so. that was a. I don't know how I feel about icing the kicker. I feel like it's it's. You you do it because you have to. Exactly, and that's the thing. If you if you're able to, you do it. Yeah. You know, it's not against the rules. So and you, it's and it's totally fifty fifty. Like if it's gonna work or not. It, uh, yeah, probably less than 50-50. Right, so, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy concept to to think about. But, hey, like you said, totally uh, within the rule book there. All right, so uh, our pickums as of right now, uh, the standings are myself at the top uh, with two wins, Brock and Jason trailing me with one win each. Uh, now we'll get into this week's matchups, uh, some exciting ones. We have uh, the Red Hot Colts coming at uh, Kansas City. Boys, what do you think? I, I, so I did have the Seahawks, remember? So, you know, I do I, remember. I, I, so, <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. Winning right. The Super Bowl. <laughs> so, with one crazy hot take, I'm going to go to another, hop on another crazy hot take. There you go. So, I feel like the Colts are going to win this week against the <laughs> Chiefs. Yeah, so this, okay, hear me out. So, the Colts won last week, right? They have some momentum. The Chiefs have been kind of waiting, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for the next opponent. I feel like the Colts are going to take them by surprise. Andrew's gonna come in there, throw a few bombs with a uh, who's that tight end? Eric Ebron. Boom, boom, pow. Oh man! And guess what, guys? Colts is gonna go to the, the Colts are gonna play the Chargers. Okay, so we already know who Jason's picking for the next. I'm sorry, episode. I got I got out of myself. I'm sorry. All right, so dot that in. All right, Brock, let's hear it. So my my thing here is Andy Reid, off a of bye week, famously does not lose. Andy Reid is undefeated off of bye weeks, and that's what they just had. Obviously, in season, it's a little different because you know your opponent that week that you're off, 
as opposed to the postseason where it could have been Houston or it could have been the Colts. I think the Colts have a better defense, but um, Field Yates actually had an interesting stat about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense that the three games that they did lose, or however many it was, three or two, um, the Saints or the the Chiefs averaged 37 points in those games. So it's not like Patrick Mahomes is going to have any issue putting up points against any team. Um, the, the weapons are fully healthy. Sammy Watkins may play in this game. Tyreek Hill had another week to get healthy. Travis Kelsey's been Travis Kelsey all year. Damian Williams has been a real like uh, real spark for this offense. I think he's a, an added dimension that they maybe didn't know that they have, and maybe he's a better option than Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware. But, uh, I mean, just, just not have, having that extra week of rest, I think, can only help. Andrew Luck took a couple hits in that game with J.J. Watt and Clowney constantly right in his face. I, I I don't know I you, it's I don't know I think it's gonna be a really good game but you know what Drew give me the Chiefs Brock's going with the Chiefs so the only argument I could really make for the Colts is you know having a inexperienced playoff quarterback and coming off the bye week you know maybe you see a little rest well I mean this isn't the time to show any rest at all that's um, the league's MVP too most likely you know oh definitely but at the same time no one's prone to rookie rest and you know having that week off I feel like also not a rookie. I, I apologize. Not not a rookie. <laughs> sophomore. Hey, sophomore slump. There it's a go. sophomore slump. <laughs> but uh, with all that being said, I, I think that's the only way that the Colts win. Um, I, I will go with the Chiefs, though, in this matchup. Uh, Guys, anything happens in the NFL. It's like the NBA where it's kind of like predicted. I feel like with the NFL, you never know who's going to win. You really don't. On any given day, you know, any team could be anyone. But that's the beauty of the NFL, and that's why you see a lot of upsets in the playoffs. Yeah, that's definitely. also why there's a movie called Any Given Sunday. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll move on to our next matchup. Uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys versus the uh, L.A. Rams. So... We <laughs> Got a good one brewing in L.A. <laughs> what do you, Jason? What's your, what do you think, man? What, what's going on this game? Give us, last give week us to this week. Prediction. I hate the Cowboys. I hate going off emotion, guys. But this is this is our. I'm, I'm going Rams, guys. But the Rams are a better Whoa. team uh, than the Cowboys. The Cowboys, on the other hand, are saying that they can stop and uh, withhold the Rams like they did the Saints a couple weeks ago at their home. But I feel like wherever you go, they're going to play in L.A., and I feel like it's a big factor for them. Um, so if the fans show out, it's supposed to rain as well, so I still go with the Rams. Yeah, I really like this matchup for the Rams. Um, the defense for the Cowboys has been good, but the Rams' defense has that extra week of rest. Their DBs are getting healthier as every day goes by. Um, Marcus Peters is going to be on Amari Cooper for most of this game. Uh, and then you look at the one thing, the best thing that this, this the Cowboys do is they – put the ball in the belly of, of the, the hungry one, Ezekiel Elliott. But look at the other side of the ball. They have a healthy Todd Gurley now. So it's those two really wash each other or really cancel each other out. And then you add Todd Gurley's explosiveness in the passing game, which I know Zeke has added to his game this year a little bit more, breaking the team's franchise re- franchise record for receptions from a running back with 77. But I, you, you just can't tell me that Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott are going are gonna to be the ones to outshine uh, the explosive Rams offense with Gerald Everett. You know, Tyler Higby, and of course, Robert Woods, and of course, Todd Gurley, and of course, Brandon Cooks. Like, this team is stacked. Uh, Jared Goff has uh, been a little bit rusty, but he's going back to his kind of like make 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 the right read type that he was playing with earlier in the season, not turning the ball over, getting the ball down the field to Cooks. And uh, Robert Woods, obviously, that reliable 
he plays a little more outside than usual. But uh, since Cooper Cup, he has been that reliable slot receiver. And like I said, he'll have Todd Gurley back. Um, C.J. Anderson has proven more than capable. I think everything stacks up. And the Rams are seven-point favorites in this game. Everything stacks up uh, on the side of the Rams. Dak Prescott's going to have to throw the ball down the field, and I don't think it's something he, that he showed. He showed he couldn't do it last week against a good Seahawks defense. I don't see it this week against the Rams. This is this is what it shows: someone with knowledge compared to someone with the uh, on emotion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll make this quick for me. I'm I'm going with the Rams. Uh, Ram up. Ram up. But, uh, this is a Rams house. <laughs> but uh, one thing I do want to point out: I mean, Todd Gurley versus Ezekiel Elliott. What a great running back matchup that great. that we need to just you know. We need to remember this one because this is historic right here. Personally, give me give me Zeke over Todd, but I I love me some Todd Gurley. Honestly, it's splitting hairs, and I, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to fault you for choosing yeah. him because they both have so many tools. No but, reason uh, in picking. Yeah, me. but I'm going with the Rams. All right, uh, the other L.A. team that we know who Jason's going for, the Chargers, uh, they're visiting the Patriots in Foxborough. Supposed to be a snowy one out there, Supposed to be a snowy one. Supposed to snow? Supposed to snow. Yeah, it's supposed to be a, a cold-weather game. Uh, with the SoCal team, so Jason, is that enough to to make the uh, Chargers a underdog, or are they a favorite? Uh, they're un- the Chargers are underdogs still going to New England, as uh, everyone's scared of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. As you guys mentioned last week, uh, New England, they I just feel like they they come in the playoffs and know what to do, but it's still not enough. Like you guys mentioned, Tom Brady's arm's not enough this year. Um, and I know the Chargers are being are, are hot. They beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I feel like that's enough for them to show. And this is this is a true shining for the for them to show the NFL that they are one of the teams. So this is a pretty good matchup uh, on paper, but there's also some things that that actually stand out to me. Um, Philip Rivers in cold weather. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but he's been San Diego slash LA his whole career. Let's see let's see how he does in cold weather. He was he actually left halftime early. The Ravens game because Tony Romo mentioned that he thinks that Philip Rivers was cold, but uh, <laughs> just uh, just n- quit the joking around though. Let's look at the matchups. You know, uh, Stephon Gilmore and Jason McCourty have been two of the best DBs in the entire league according to Pro Football Focus. They were two of the highest graded um, cornerbacks, and they're going to be the ones they're going to be looking at Mike Williams, and they're going to be the ones matching up with Keenan Allen in the slot and on the outside. Uh, it looks like Melvin Gordon will play in this game, but he's got two bad knees, and it's it, when your when your job is to run footballs into into bigger people, that's not good to be hurt. Um, I really like Sony Michelle this week. His matchup, I think he's going to be the key to this game. That and the the short passing game for the Patriots, which is which is all they have now. They don't really have Gronk. I don't know if he's not healthy, if he's just not into it. Tom Brady hasn't played very well this year. I think it's going to be a huge Sony Michelle game, especially if there's snow. Um, I, it's going to be, it's going to be if also if Brady, you know, can get the, he, they won't throw the ball down the field if it's snowy. I don't know. I this is this is a tough matchup. The Patriots are five and a half point favorites or four point favorites in this one. I'm I'm going to go with Pats though at home in in December or in January. It's hard to root against them. It's a reasonable pick. Um, there is a stat with cold weather uh, below 40 degrees on CBS stating that uh, Philip Rivers has completed 51% of his passes for 558 yards. Um, he has obviously got sacked 16 times in it and a passer rating of 68.7. Um, so uh, he's thrown 25 interceptions. Or no 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 sorry sorry sorry. 
four or four interceptions in those. <laughs> but how many games does that happen in the year? Probably one or two throughout his career. Yeah, I, I think this is going to become a really good game mainly because it is in Foxborough. Um, I would like to favor the Chargers if it was in um, L.A. And mainly because of the weather. Obviously, the stadium doesn't have much impact uh, in StubHub Center. But I think it really comes down to the coaching. I think uh, you have to favor the Patriots. I think that uh, the Chargers will get out-schemed. Um, I did find myself wanting to root for the Chargers last week, um, but I did choose Baltimore, so I couldn't. Um, so that was kind of tough, but you know what? I'm going with New England. I think the just better coaching, uh, and then they're going to be used to the weather, so give me uh, New England for that matchup. Yeah, I think this will be the best game of the weekend too, by the way. Uh, I, what about you think the Colts and Chiefs? You know, I, The Chiefs, dude, I'm telling you, Andy Reid off of buying that Chiefs offense is nothing stop. Nothing's going to stop. Yeah. I think Tyreek Hill has a huge game this week. I, I just really like uh, uh, Andrew Luck in, in this matchup. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is literally the, the best player in the NFL <laughs> All right, this we'll year. <laughs> All right, uh, so the Eagles came out with one last week. They're going to play the Saints, uh, heavily favored, I'm sure. But the Eagles seem to be the magic team this year, just like they were last year. Uh, Brock, do they have a shot? Do they have a shot? Yes, because they are playing in the game. <laughs> that is the only reason why, though. Sean Payton has called the, the his best game planning since they won the Super Bowl against the Colts a couple years ago. I just I think this is the Saints' season. I, I don't see them losing against any team. Um, like I said, they had that week off that's so crucial this time of the year to get that extra bye, especially in the playoffs, especially – you're you're resting when other people are hitting each other, literally hitting each other in the head. Like, 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 I I just love the Saints. Their entire offense is they're so diverse. I mean, can you can you even say anything about Michael Thomas? Like he's he's a top five six receiver. Like the second he stepped on the field, you know, I I think Alvin Kamara is gonna have a good game. Mark Ingram I think is being phased out a little bit, and he's gonna be a free agent this off season. Um, but yeah, I don't. If Nick Foles pulls this off, this is the Super Bowl. If he pulls this <laughs> off, this is more impressive than anything that yeah, he's done yet. Definitely agree. Who do you got this one, Jason? Um, Eagles are hot. I'm going with the NO on this one. Uh, New Orleans, uh, like you guys are saying, they, they know what they're doing this year. Uh, Sean Payne's been on fire with Drew Brees. Uh, so, but the Eagles have been on fire lately, guys. Yeah, the, the Eagles are going to be tough to bring down. I thought that they were going to beat or they were going to lose to Chicago. Um, there's no way I'm choosing them to to beat the Saints, but well, and they should have lost to Chicago. No, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. So, That's the craziest uh, part. So yeah, I, I am looking forward to it though because I feel like the the Saints have been losing some questionable games and not really putting up their potential amount of points that they could be. So who knows? Maybe they'll they'll bring out some magic again. Big game for Alvin Kamara. I think I think he's gonna have probably eight to ten receptions. Hot take. Oh, okay, okay. It's Brock take. Brock take. Brock take. All right, time to get into a little NBA. Brock's got a game for us, so uh, I'm excited to see what it is. So this is something where we have the All-Star game coming up. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot is uh, who's, who is the best big man in the league right now? You know, I think there's there's quite a few options. I've picked four right now. I don't firmly believe that all four of these are the top four. I believe they're definitely by far four of the top ones, and all four of them should be All-Stars, and it's hard-pressed that, you know, Three or four of these won't be starters, too. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you guys stat lines. It's going to be a little tough to follow, but it's going to be points, rebounds, assists, then shooting percentage. So kind of like the standard line that you give after a game. All right. Okay, I'm going to give you the line. 
and I want you to try to guess that player, okay? Okay. This is going to be very hard, I just thought. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tell me numbers, right. I'll tell you players. <laughs> okay. Let's see how much we so, know about the NBA. So, like I said, these are four dominant big men. Um, two of them are in the East, and two of them are in the West, okay? okay. Or no, three of them are in the East, one is in the oh, West. Okay, I already, I think. Okay. Okay. So, like, it's it's not it's not terribly hard, okay? See, I, okay. That should, that should help a lot, yeah. okay? So, the first... The first one is 27 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, and shoots 48% in 34 minutes a game. I, I, so, big points, big boards. Big points, Do you want to give us another boards. hint on East and West, maybe, possibly? Or yeah, who, do you want to do it or no? I mean, it's think of the big men in the East and think of who scores the most and gets that many boards in the East. You know, in like the East. MB? Yes, that's Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel Embiid. Okay. Oh, good guess, Jason. Number so, one. So, ding, 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 ding. All right, next. This is the one player that's in the West. He averages 19 points, 10 rebounds, I 7 assists. who it is. You got 50%. It. You got it. <laughs> Drew's favorite player. Anthony Davis. No. What? No, it's Draymond. No. Oh, Draymond. Whoa, 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 wait. Hold on. Whoa. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Whoa. Draymond who? Not Draymond Green. No. <laughs> no. Hold on. Nine, bro, Anthony Davis averages like 30-something, no. doesn't so he? So why don't you put him in? Oh. No. Why don't, what do you mean? This I, is the one player that might be better than both of them. What? 19, 10, and 7. Shoots 51, 50% in 31 minutes a game. Is this a rookie? No, it's not a rookie. I was going to say uh, Dan, yeah, DeAndre uh, Ayton. I no, do not no like way. DeAndre Ayton. What the? What the? Okay, anyways. Um... 19, 10, and 7. 19, 10, and 7. 50%. LaMarcus Aldridge. No. This player should be jumping out at both of you. Anthony Davis. 19, 10, and 7. I and think he, Anthony Davis puts more, doesn't he? Anthony well, Davis I is like 31. Listen, I agree, but I thought, I thought you were just putting like the... Oh, Jokic. Yes, Jokic. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, the Joker. Who's, who's Baby the, Joker. This is the closest How thing to a How many assists did he have? Seven assists oh, yeah. a game. I should have guessed that. Like, you have... You're nah, the one that... I, I didn't I thought, the, I thought that was that. a lock. Wow. Anyway. So, so, <laughs> yeah, he, all right, so the rest are east now. All right, the last two are east. I did not put Anthony Davis. That was a shortcoming on my behalf. I was like... first one. I was like, the hard part's just going to be, which one's Anthony Davis? This is going to be the hardest one. So this player's in the East. He's on a bad team in the East. He averages 25 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, Wow, on a 48% shooting, playing 36 minutes a game. He's been hot this year, hasn't he? Yep. Nikolai Vucevic? No. Oh. oh my gosh. Vuce, Vuce Great does, guess. Vuce doesn't average that many assists, I don't think. Uh-huh. And he probably averages a double-digit rebounds. On a bad rebounds. team. He's on a bad team. He's on a team with... He's a power forward. The team has a center that gets a lot of rebounds. Hmm. A lot of rebounds. He was traded to this team last year. He was traded to this team, you He say. went from west to east. From the west to east, you say. Potentially played for the Clippers. Blake Griffin. Yes. Oh my god, how did we not get that? So, Blake Griffin, I, I just want to put I this in there. I forget about him. He's what? having a great year, you know? Averaging, 13 rebounds? He's averaging, no, 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 25, 9, and 5. Oh, I'm sorry. Shooting 48%. And you Jumped know, the gun. He, he, he plays the most minutes out of all these guys. He's... He's. I mean, it's a bad team. Pistons aren't good, but no. the East is bad. He he he's gonna carry them into the playoffs, I think. But uh, yeah, I just kind of want to give him his recognition that he deserves, and then I'm gonna go to this last player, who's like significantly better than the other four, just based off his numbers. Twenty-seven, thirteen, and six, shooting fifty-eight percent. Wow, that's pretty impressive. All right, so what what other uh, hints you got for us? Come on, he he. Well, he may not be. 
perceived as a big to some, but okay. He is so like, is another power forward we're looking at, or eh, it depends who you talk to. You might be shooting a small forward, but what? In, in my opinion, he's a he's a big. He's a power forward. He's, okay. he's just about seven feet tall. He's got a good handle. He's He's got he's got a freaky good hand. I got this. Oh, this is easy. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> Go no, no, you safe. Okay. Well, at the same time, ready? Okay. One, two, three. Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is Giannis. And if you look, I mean, he's he's scoring the same amount of points as Embiid, who's who's the highest on this list. He averages the second most rebounds with thirteen, just behind Embiid. But he shoots ten percent higher than Embiid at fifty-eight percent. Wow. Like that's phenomenal. Those euro steps, man, from the three point line yeah. to the rack. Takes him, takes him two dribbles from half court. So they finally got a good head coach over there too. Yeah, Giannis is definitely. I mean, he's he's the man right now. He's I think he's the runaway MVP. Not runaway, but he's right now oh, yeah. mid season. He's the, he's hey. my MVP. Yeah. Time for a little coffee talk, boys. Jason, you want to start us off today? All right, guys. So I have five trivia cards this week. Same from last week. All right, you guys ready for this? A little bit hard. Each week they get a little bit harder. Ready, Freddy. All right, number one. In which sport does your team only have to travel 3.6 meters to win? In which sport does your team only have to travel 3.6 meters? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is it curling? No. 3.6 meters is roughly 10 feet. Okay. I'd say it's just over ten feet. It's it's a little over. It's 10 just feet. over ten. It's feet. a little over ten feet. Yeah. Okay. It's probably yeah. it's, it's more like eleven and a half feet. Uh, Brock, take a guess. Um, I can't think of any sports where that's the slightest. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, uh, racing mice. <laughs> so it's a uh, tug of war, fellas. Oh, <laughs> tug of so war. It's such a simple game played in. Uh, that was hard. Preschool, <laughs> kinder, kindergarten. All right, question number two. Who won the 2016 Formula Formula One World Championship before retiring from the sport five days later? Danica Patrick. I was going to say Danica Patrick, but since that's obviously wrong. Who are you going to say? I'm going to say the other Formula One racer that I know. Who is it? And he has, an, he has a, a Spanish or Italian name. I can't think of it. It's... It's like Andres Villanueva or something. <laughs> I've heard of him. Oh, Nico Rosberg. Ah, I knew oh. it. Wait, who was it, Jason? Nico Rosberg. Oh, dang. Yeah. All right. You guys should know that one. Never yeah. heard of him. Okay. So which Northern Irish golfer followed Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods as the third player to win third three majors before the age of 25? Jordan Spieth. I'm going to say Justin Rose. You guys know this guy, by the way. Oh, no. Daniel Crawford. Uh, oh. Rory McIlroy. Oh, oh, come on, guys. That was close. That was you, you were very close. Okay. So, the miracle on ice between U.S. and U.S. Russia. Mazarasha. Is that the <laughs> answer? Took place in which year? Oh. 1984. No, 74. Is that your final answer? Yeah. So you're quick to click the end. Yeah. 1980, fellas. Oh, Dang, right in the between. middle. Take the median of that. <laughs> All right. Two. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> the last question. In what year did Steffi Graf win the unprecedented Golden Slam in tennis, featuring Wimbledon, French US, and Australian Open titles plus Olympic gold in the same year? <laughs> what was her name? Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf? Yeah. Uh, what, what What year? Yeah. 
Okay, I think we're going to do a better job of picking cards next time. <laughs> hey, guys, it gets tougher and tougher each week. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. 1996. Well, um, just using my knowledge, 96 was an Olympian, Olympic year, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, a summer's Olympic year, summer Olympic year. I'm going to say 1994. Sorry, guys. So for the first time in history, the Jenkins brothers went 0 for 5 in <laughs> trivia. We, well, what year was it? Uh, 1988, guys. Uh, 88? Yes, sir. Oh, well, okay. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, so a movie that's been uh, really sweeping the nation lately, uh, Bird Box featuring Sandra Bullock. Uh, we've all we've all seen it, and we've all uh, got a few opinions on it. Jason, I heard, I heard from a little birdie that you're not a huge fan of so, the box. So coming into this movie, I thought it was going to be a great movie, right? Right. Uh, I had these high expectations, so I, I'm watching it. Oh, okay, it's, it's going to get interesting. Getting Waiting, right into just it. Trying to get that moment going, you know, yeah, right? sure, sure. It never took off. The movie seemed like it was produced with like $10. Dang. Really? Oh, well, maybe like a million dollars, but it's like equivalent they, of ten dollars. Yeah, this but thing with their eyes and, closed and or something. the actors in there. Okay, there's about one actor I really didn't like that they could have chose better. M- M- Machine Gun Kelly. Why choose him? His dialogue, his lines on the, in the movie were just. It didn't make any sense to me. I just feel like, and at the end, there's so many questions that need to be answered. People are a- asking for qu- yeah. qu- answers okay. right now. So, so. I could, I could, I really, I did like the movie is one thing. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. And the second thing, I have a rebuttal for each one of your. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear. So one thing about the movie is you said it was the, it was a low budget movie, but what what are they going to spend on? It's, they're in the middle of, they're, they're in a regular neighborhood. So it's not like the, most of the movie takes place in a house. So obviously it was a nice home. They had all furnishing. I don't know what else you would want money spent on. Okay. Second of all. Machine gun. Good point. Yes. That. Good point. But when you're when you're creating this type of a movie, their goal they want to get a diverse group of people put together. That was the point. So that's why you have like you have the one like skater dude, tatted dude, you know, machine gun Kelly. You have the police recruiting the girl. Lil They're, Ray. Lil Ray. They're going for a Lil diverse. Rel. Sorry. Whatever Rel. her name is. Yeah. They're going for a diverse group, so they wanted a little bit of everybody. They had a nice old lady, they had the cranky old man, they had the pregnant woman, they had the black dude. Mm. Like, they had every every base was covered. That was their goal. Their goal wasn't to... They're not going to get Denzel to play, okay, not Denzel, to play a guy that's going to get killed or leave They could have got Betty White for the old lady, and they could have got, like, uh, some... Some African American guy. You know Betty White's price tag these days. Well, not only she's a golden girl for a reason. They're not gonna let Betty White stab herself in the neck. That's true. That's a bad image. Maybe someone from the Golden Girls at least. All right, I'm not done. You say that you don't like how it ends. You have so many questions. Yes, that is a metaphor for the movie. It's because they're constantly in the darkness. They're constantly blind. So that's they're they're putting the viewer in the actor's shoes. So you know what? They're they've been in the blind. They don't know what it looks like because they've never seen it. Because if they see it, they die. That's the point. But why can't they open their eyes at the end inside that little blind house? Because if they, they see it, they die. Eyes. What do you mean? Yeah, once they went to the the home for the blind, it was completely why? encapsulated because it was completely covered. But you it just had nets. It. it had nets. You can't see. There was out. leaves over the yeah. nets. Oh my god! But the okay. wind could get in. There and was, by the way, was, how did the doctor get there? There was shrubbery. Yeah, was, I don't. That was random as heck, man. Well, you know, Brock, I, you gotta go on me. You know, I gotta, I gotta watch another YouTube video breakdown. <laughs> oh, wow. Are, are have you got? Have you covered all your points, Brock? No. He's very oh, animated. My biggest. So I did like the movie. My biggest issue is so they all get to the house. They're all, they're all in a frazzle. They're all, you know, telling their story. Right. Are, are, 
the whatever he I forgot what it's called not the protagonist but the second leading actor the the black guy I hate calling him the black guy because I don't know his name <laughs> what's his name <laughs> okay well the black guy right away he's hitting on the pregnant chick bro like take a step back yeah that was a little weird I was so uncomfortable I was like she potentially lost her husband she she expressed to you how she saw this look of death and fear in her sister's eyes and in depression and she said how she's never seen her sister sad like and you're the first thing you're gonna do is like go up to her and like try to yeah. hit on her like bro like have some self-respect I get the world is ending but you're really gonna go to the pregnant chick like Tom was his name Tom freaking Tom Tervante Rhodes if you guys want to get specific whatever Tom so I, I think I'm kind of in the middle with both of you guys I did enjoy the premise of the movie and I liked most of it but the realistic kind of things threw me off Alright, the biggest one that, that really upset me was that first time that sh they're in the river and that guy comes out of nowhere saying, open your eyes guys, and then he attacks oh, her in the boat. That was crazy. First of all, yeah. first that of was all crazy. I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you're blindfolded, I don't, I don't care if you're the rock, I don't care who, what kind of fighter you are, you're not going to kill somebody while you're blindfolded in a boat with someone that has a weapon. Blindly swinging a machete. Who is not blind at all. Mm-hmm. That, that was the first thing that really upset me. Cause but it's because he was crazy. I don't care. And she, she knew that because she had figured that out yeah, throughout, but throughout the... You, she figured that out. No, but you, you don't just blindly swing and then, like, come on, no. And another thing, the, there was another guy that was crazy. The guy that... that fish uh, fingers. The fish fingers guy was crazy, too. Wait, which guy's that? That was the guy when they were locked in the... In the store. When they were in the store. No, 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 I'm thinking of the guy that came in yeah, in the house. Yeah, he was crazy. Oh, no, the so old But he was crazy, guy. but he, he was also being pointed at with the rifle, and he was going on either side of the rifle to avoid it, and this is... I'm going back to the stabbing in the boat now. Yeah. How you're saying he was crazy, so that's how he's able to defend himself. No, that's how he defends himself against the, the thing. Against the, the leaves, or whatever the, the being is. Dummy. Okay. <laughs> I totally lost myself. Okay, the second thing that upset me, and this is my last point. When they fell out of the boat, you're oh, not going to find two little kids no. in the, the water. And the, the birds, the bird, listen, these birds have either suffocated or drowned by now. Right? <laughs> There's no way. This is, this is, Drew's glasses are fogging up. <laughs> I'm heated. <laughs> but... Listen, that's all I got for this one. But <laughs> if you had to give a rating, guys, out of ten, okay. what do you guys give it? I gave it six, uh, seven point two. Okay, so I I give the story an eight, but I bump it down two for the the it not being realistic enough. So I give it a six. I'll give it a five point four. So it's, uh, it's 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 decent, but I had high expectations for this movie. So I know Brock's upset at me right now, but I just thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Andrew Bullock, hey, ten out of ten. It is what it is, boys. Uh, we'll get into another movie recap on the next one, maybe. Uh, but for now, we're calling it quits. All right, guys, have a good one. All right, thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace out.